The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. As cases of cold flu and, and respiratory viruses remain high, we talked about it a little bit earlier in the show in the context of uh, the ED crisis. Uh, there is news that uh, 200 medicinal products currently out of stock in Ireland, uh, leaving pharmacists uh, struggling to provide uh, care for some of those in need of medication. Dermot Toomey is with me. He's president of the Irish uh, Pharmacy Union. Uh, Dermot, you're very welcome to the show. Can you explain what's happening? Yeah, Kieran, thanks for having me on. I suppose we're experiencing much higher demand for these medicines at this time of the year. And like, it's no surprise, there's um, a lot more circulating respiratory illnesses. We have influenza, we've uh, COVID as well, and the RSV virus. And I suppose there's increased demand for both prescription and over-the-counter medicines due to this. Um, and unfortunately, what we're seeing in practice is it's there are many of these medicines are out, out of stock with the manufacturers and the wholesalers. So pharmacists are doing their best to look at alternative options there. And what we're looking for really is, I suppose, firstly, for the public to um, have a bit of forbearance for us uh, to understand that, you know, it may not be straightforward to get their prescription or their items ready st- straight away. But um, we have to check and see what's available and how we can solve uh, the issue for them. And is is this something then that happens every year to one degree or another? Do you know, we're, it's much worse this year uh, to a much higher level. From time to time, there would always be medicines that would be short. But at the moment, as I say, it's particularly acute. Um, I suppose Ireland is, is a small island on, on the western seaboard of Europe. And there's issues around logistics in terms of manufacturing, uh, transport and delivery as well. And there's also issues, I suppose, around the prices of certain medicines maybe being uneconomic to market in this jurisdiction. Is this something then that's, you know, likely to manifest in more people in emergency departments, for example? Is there a link between one and the other if they can't get medicines they need in the pharmacy? Well, I suppose the key thing is that the pharmacists and their teams up and down the country are working very hard to look at solutions. So, for example, if there's a particular cough bottle or a particular throat spray that you're looking for, we may be able to get an alternative or suggest an alternative. In terms of the prescription items, um, what we're looking to do and what we're doing currently is linking with the GP to look at alternatives. And I suppose what we're calling on the Minister and the Department of Health to do is to introduce what's known as a serious shortage protocol. And that would allow pharmacists to therapeutically substitute medicines uh, for ones that are actually short at that time. And is this something that the government, the Minister for Health, can easily do? Um, It it would take a little bit of work in terms of legislation, but I suppose there's a couple of things. We've seen it happen in the UK. Um, We were in discussions with the Department of Health in May of last year about this very issue because there were shortages of HRT medication. And there were options there for pharmacists to be able to substitute, for example, from a patch to a gel or from a gel to a tablet. So um, there is, um, as I say, there there is a situation in the UK that it's been introduced recently as well for particular antibiotics. And pharmacists, you know, we're, we're um, trained to five years to master level. Uh, we have the experience in terms of the clinical skill sets. We just like to be able to use that. And we feel that a serious shortage protocol mm. would be one step in the right direction. And would that be a time limited thing or, you know, would it be your view that, you know, you, you implement this protocol, you show that you can manage this easily and then you continue to manage it into the future? 
I, I think what you would do, Kieran, is you would look at it on a case by case basis. So obviously, this time of the year, you're talking particularly antibiotics, steroids, some strong painkillers, and that. So you would introduce it for a time limited time for certain medicines. But once the supply um, rectifies itself, and obviously we'd hope it does rectify itself, then we would see that the, the need for that protocol um, to cease to exist. But as I said to you last May, it was HRT medication. Um, as you alluded to, there's over 200 medicines currently short. There's a number of medicines on allocation, in particular medicines for epilepsy and diabetes. So I suppose what I would say is there probably would be a need for it, depending on the conditions and depending on the time of the year. Well, Sheena Mitchell is with us as well. Sheena is a pharmacist. She's based at Milltown Total Health Pharmacy. Sheena, how is this shortage manifesting itself for you? So I suppose most importantly, it's manifesting itself in delays to our patients, which is very frustrating because, as Dermot explained there, we don't have a serious shortage protocol in place, which means we then have to ring GP or try and access them via health mail. And unfortunately, because GPs are just so extremely busy and overburdened, they're not getting back to us in a prompt manner and it can result in delays of up to 24 hours for, you know, say a, a mother and a sick child to get an antibiotic that's needed for a strep throat. Quite frustrating. Yeah, I mean, is that all it is? Is it frustrating? Could it be dangerous? Like, ultimately, you know, I suppose it depends what drugs are unavailable. Strep A does need treatment and it needs treatment with an antibiotic and until the child starts the antibiotic, their reduction in, you know, disease spreading and the contagiousness of the disease doesn't go away. Whereas 24 hours after starting an antibiotic for stress A throat, the child, if they're feeling well, can actually return to school and crash because they're no longer contagious. Like, it really, it really can have a huge impact. And I think there's a bigger picture as well because you've obviously got us burdening the GPs, asking questions, going, can we give this? Can we give this? This is what I have. And in every pharmacy, what we have is different because of just, you know, by the nature of um, different stock holdings that come in at different times. And I suppose what I'm saying is if we can reduce the burden on GPs, then they're available to, to use their clinical skills to the mm. best of their abilities. And that has a knock-on effect into secondary care because if GPs are able to see more patients in their communities, then there's less people presenting to A&E and emergency departments unnecessarily. And I suppose there's other aspects of this that I've been talking a lot about in the media, which is the introduction of a minor ailment scheme and also patient group directives. And you spoke there to Dermot about legislation change. And what I'm looking for is emergency legislation to be brought in to facilitate pharmacists to supply medications to, pair, to patients in very defined and clinically safe situations. So, you know, in very defined situations. So say, for example, you have a child who has a bacterial eye infection like conjunctivitis. They come into the pharmacy at the moment. We're going through the whole consultation, access, you know, assessing the child clinically and reaching the conclusion that we can't sell them something over the counter because actually what they need is this simple antibiotic drop. But we then have to send the patient back to the GP to clog up the system further mm. instead of then being able to supply the medication. Um, so I feel so strongly about this and so strongly about patient access to healthcare that I've set up a petition and it's available to be signed on wonderbaba.ie.
All right. Well, if people want to uh, go there and sign that petition, uh, that's where you find it. Sheena Mitchell is the woman behind it, pharmacist based at Milltown Total Health Pharmacy. Uh, Dermot Toomey is the president of the IPU, the Irish Pharmacy Union, and Dermot was with me as well. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.